discussions in the show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, Investment Advisor Representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, Cambridge and ECM Group are not affiliated. Welcome to the ExitCoachRadio.com network and the Retirement Matters Radio Show, where you can hear cutting-edge ideas and strategies to help you plan ahead for your retirement years. Every week, we interview top advisors, authors, and business owners to help you plan with clarity and confidence. And now, here's your host, Buck Blanton. Thank you, everyone. We're back. We're uh, here. We're talking with uh, Larry Crocker of Fiduciary Consulting Group in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Larry, how are you today? Greetings, Buck. Great well, to have you on the show. Thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Uh, tell, tell everybody, if you would, a little bit about Larry, and then tell us about Fiduciary Consulting Group. Well, I got out of banking about 26 years ago and decided uh, or thought I wanted to be a an advisor and uh, worked in general practice for several years, uh, wrote a few retirement plans, and, and then that was really the area of uh, the industry that really fired my engines. And the more and more uh, that I got into that, realized I couldn't be a general practitioner as, as we're often taught and solve problems at the level that uh, we really wanted to solve them. So I had to give up on that side and just focus on the compliance consulting as it related to fiduciary matters and made that decision about 10 years ago. And fiduciary consulting group is a result of that. We focus on training and education uh, for committees, advisors, different institutional type clients, as well as actually getting in the trenches, rolling up our sleeves and taking on fiduciary responsibility to manage a plan if a client wants to outsource it. Now, we, we wanted to talk about uh, ERISA fiduciary responsibilities and, and potentially how to outsource them. Uh, so let's ask that question right off the bat. How does a how does a ERISA plan fiduciary outsource that responsibility, Larry? And as I know it, most advisors out there won't take on that responsibility. Is that correct? That's correct. You know, there's a lot of conversation today around outsourcing. You, you hear a lot of discussion about plan governance. There's not a lot of good quality information out there in the marketplace as to really what plan governance is and and how a plan should be run and, and documented. And what you really have is the different roles or the different areas of fiduciary responsibility. And part of that is the employer uh, plan sponsor level of services, and then you, you actually have the management of the plan or which is going to be the day-to-day operation of, of that responsibility, and there's specific fiduciary roles there. Then you have plan investments, and then you have participant level services, and there's specific fiduciary roles and responsibilities attached to those level as well. And that's really where the broad industry is can and willing to accept responsibility in that area of participant services and and, uh, plan investment level services. 
Now I'm going to guess some of these responsibilities are outlined in the code, uh, the Internal Revenue Code, and then some are going to be outlined within the plan sponsor's plan documents. Can you tell us a little bit about the difference in those two? Yeah, that's correct. The you know the code or ERISA uh, as we know it uh, identifies several different fiduciaries. Uh, 402 is the named fiduciary, and then one of the first fiduciaries named in the plan document is, of course, the 316, the plan administrator, not to be confused with the third-party administrator. Uh, there, there is a say down south, you might say the tallest hog in the trough, because if anything goes wrong, that's the person, people, or entity that will write a check to make corrective measures and pay penalties and fees. But then you have uh, investment fiduciaries as, as a 403 trustee or a 338 investment manager. And then there's the broad functional section of the code known as ERISA 321, and there's a lot of conversation about that today, but there's three distinct areas of fiduciary under 321. One is it relates to operational or the management of the plan. Uh, the other is administration, and then the one that most people talk about is for those that provide investment advice. 316 and the trustee, the plan administrator and the trustee are primarily the two fiduciaries named in most plan documents. So if, if nothing else were to be different as far as what we would know about an outsourced service or uh, something that we did not see, we would assume then that that uh, board of trustees and that potentially the people that operate the plan day to day would be the 338 fiduciary. Uh, the way that most documents identify, it's the employer that really carries the, uh, the the burden of being all the fiduciary roles. Whether they know or understand them uh, is a whole other conversation. Uh, generally, they know and understand in part, uh, but as the changing regulatory environment continues to adapt and change and to move, it's called like a moving target, most of the times people aren't uh, plugged into a position where they can kind of keep up with everything that needs to be kept up with. And it's challenging for advisors a lot of times to working with their clients when their respective broker-dealer or oversight entity, uh, employers really need help, uh, but sometimes the, you know, their broker-dealers pro prohibit the advisor from taking on any responsibility outside that of a participant or investment advice working at the uh, investment level for the plan. Uh, it's difficult for them to take on any administrative or operational compliance responsibilities. Let's talk a little bit more about outsourcing those responsibilities. We, we hear yeah. from time to time there are warranties that can be offered to the plan from a service provider. And we also hear about services that a service provider might bring in for some level of uh, basis points, compensation, or payment. A large organization that can come in and actually be a part of handling some of these fiduciary responsibilities. What is the difference, Larry, between having someone like you, an independent fiduciary consultant, and say one of these large organizations that outsource some of this uh, responsibility to? Uh, 
That's a good question. And one of the things that we do in working with a client is is really running oversight, uh, identifying conflicts, making sure that the I's are dotted, T's are crossed operationally, administratively, as well as working with the advisor that that is the uh, the plan advisor, making sure that, that they're operating within the parameters of contractual agreements and, and doing so uh, on a uh, timely and effective basis. Protect them from wrong assumptions that a plan sponsor or a committee member may have. But it, it's, it's a broad spectrum of responsibilities and Sometimes when, when a client assumes that an advisor or a third-party administrator is, is taking responsibility that is, is actually not written down, uh, that can create a challenge or potential risk. But either way, we, we work with uh, you know, committees and, and employers to document from the top down that people are eligible to serve, that they're qualified to serve, that they understand their duties, responsibilities, as well as all parties involved, who's doing what and when are they doing these things, and then documenting the whole practice, the whole, the whole as I call, management of a plan. Excellent. We're, we're talking with Larry Crocker of Fiduciary Consulting Group. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to go a little bit deeper into this discussion of fiduciary responsibility. We're going to ask Larry to share us a couple of, with us a couple of stories and maybe some precautions that plan sponsors ought to look for out there when they're uh, outsourcing their fiduciary work. Be right back. ECM Group is the home of fiduciary coaching. Webster's Dictionary says a coach is one who instructs or trains. At ECM Group, we instruct and train 401k plan fiduciaries to understand their role and responsibilities in guiding their corporate retirement plan. If you are like most business owners or executives, you need to run your business or do your job full time. And 401k fiduciary compliance just isn't your day-to-day skill set. Let the prudent experts at ECM Group coach you through the 401k minefield of fiduciary compliance. For information, contact Buck Blanton at 904-955-0853. That's 904-955-0853. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you, listeners, for being here today. Thanks for listening for a minute to our segment, mostly on qualified retirement plans and fiduciary responsibility. Uh, we're speaking with Larry Crocker in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, of Fiduciary Consulting Group. And Larry, I took our break a little bit early because I didn't want to have a break on this back part. I wanted to talk a little bit more about when you go in to see a potential client, I'd like to talk about some of the things you find when you go in and some of the things that that might have set them up for a fiduciary breach or just some of the things that they didn't know or didn't understand. And I wanted to have a a good lengthy time to talk about it. That's a good question. Uh, One of the things that you'll find a lot of times that are missing uh, what we might call a fiduciary failure, some of the top fiduciary failures, are number one, failure to establish written goals and objectives. Uh, Why don't we have a plan and and various aspects of that? Uh, Also is to establish written procedures and the policies 
for the management of the plan, and that's at each level, as we discussed earlier, the operational aspect, the, the, the ongoing plan management, the employer's responsibility in appointing fiduciaries and, and laying out procedures on, on what their desired outcomes are, as well as an investment and participant and working with advisors and working with service providers and, and things like that. The other piece is not only not having it, but if you do have it, there's quite often not much documentation that shows decisions made, why they were made, and and the supporting data for making those decisions. So it's a lack of documenting actions and decisions of the named fiduciaries or appointed fiduciaries of the plan. We do see failures in following, uh, failure to follow the provisions of the plan document. Uh, very seldom anymore do you see not dealing with uh, uh, poor investment choices, but depending on the platform, uh, you, you can still see that every now and then. But there's also a failure to understand all of the fees relative to the management of the plan and how that money is flowing, both direct fees and the indirect fees, which is part of the new Department of Labor uh, Regulation 408B2 that uh, I would assume that has been discussed on your show before. We haven't gone into a great depth. If you would, take a second and, and explain to our listeners the difference between direct and indirect compensation. Yeah, direct compensation is that that's going to be billed to the employer uh, by a service provider or an advisor, and then there's the or deducted from the assets of the plan or an ERISA budget account. And then there's the indirect that is paid from mutual funds to record keepers, TPAs, money that flows behind the scenes that in the absence of that revenue, there would be an additional charge to the direct fees. And there, there's also that misconception of, out there that some people have, have even had an understanding or a thought or that their plan was free, uh, and there are fees that are there and sometimes hidden and difficult to find out. Fiduciary always have a duty to investigate, uh, and until the regulations ad adopted by the Department of Labor, service providers have never had a duty to disclose. So all of that has changed, but there is a mandatory requirement that you have to act upon uh, these issues now to, to be in compliance with the new regulations. Okay, sorry I, I inter sorry I interrupted you. Go ahead with the previous thought. I just wanted to let them know, out there know exactly what the difference in those two was. So there's, there's new regulations with disclosure requirements at the participant level, and, and then, of course, there's the ones we're talking about, disclosure requirements at the, uh, at the plan level that fiduciaries have to take action upon. So not only do you have to know and understand, you now have to be doing something about it. And do you think that's one of the biggest issues that plan sponsors have today is really understanding this large flow of information? Uh, and how to discern it in the right processes to be a fiduciary? There, There is a lot of information out there, a lot of conversations, uh, and that is challenging. Uh, a lot of interest in outsourcing over the last few years, which drove uh, a pretty substantial uh, interest in multiple employer plans, 
those those are still out there, but uh, some of the incentives have been removed from from open relationships. But I still think that's a solution to the the small employer market. But as you as the industry moves toward more interest in outsourcing, uh, advisors as well as committee members, fiduciaries that manage a plan have to be on guard when you have a a service provider that now wants to take on a fiduciary role. Uh, in some cases, it can create more of a problem than it actually solves. So there are specific issues, key issues that you have to know and understand in how to monitor those relationships effectively, as well as identification of the fees that are moving in and out of you are a fiduciary and you're also a service provider. What are you getting paid? How are you getting paid? And documentation of, of that. And that's part of the real lack of understanding out there in the space when uh, committee members or fiduciaries that have the responsibility to manage a plan have a much higher assumption or presumption that the advisor or the TPA a lot of times is taking on a real broad, deep fiduciary role when they're not. And that's where uh, there's... uh, there's not a lot of clarity. Seems to be a little confusion in that area. That's a real danger zone for broker dealers and service providers and the advisors when when a client assumes something that that is uh, that not not as accurate as it could be. It uh, could be set up for a potential claim at some point. Well, let me ask you another question, Larry. When you've seen the Department of Labor or the IRS come into a plan and, and talk to a plan sponsor, what is it that they're looking for, and what have they been finding recently? Good question. Again, it's they're they're really focused now on this 408B2. Uh, they're seeing that people don't understand and they're not really gathering all of the data and taking action, making some some documented decisions based on the gathering of that data. But then there's the ongoing issue of late deposits is always a problem and has been a problem. But identifying the fiduciaries, who are the fiduciaries to a plan, are they eligible to serve in a fiduciary capacity, do they know and understand what their fiduciary roles are, and have they accepted their responsibility in writing? These are some of the same things that's been around for a while that have yet to uh, to be addressed in a lot of cases that we see. Fantastic. Well, Larry, uh, yep. thank you for this education today. If you would give everybody uh, how they can contact you and how they can reach you to discuss potential outsourcing of fiduciary responsibility. Very good. Be glad to help uh, advisors, clients, plan sponsors, committee members. Our phone number is 615 848 toll-free, 877-324-1650. The easiest way is to look me up on LinkedIn, Larry E. Crocker. 
No problem. Your website is www.ifiduciary.com. Is that correct? It is down for some recalibration, but that is the main address. Fantastic. And Larry's also on Twitter. What's your Twitter address, Larry? We're changing that at the moment. Okay. Well, yeah, it, we're uh, we're in the process of changing sure. that. LinkedIn profile is the best way to connect with me right Perfect. now at the moment. And I'll, I'll be able to put it out. Uh, when you change it, you can get it to me, and I'll make it available yep. to our listeners. Very Thank good. Thank you again, Larry. Larry Crocker of Fiduciary Consulting Group in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We've also had Eric Cantrell of Six Eight Advisors in Birmingham, Alabama today. And our sponsors are Exit Coach Radio, ECM Group, Delta Business Services, and The Ultimate Business Owner. Well, friends, it's going to do it for our show today. I want to thank you for listening in, and I hope you've heard something that will help you in some way with your future planning. A big thank you to our guests and sponsors. Remember, we update our content daily. So please visit us often and tell your friends to find us at ExitCoachRadio.com. We're here to help you, our hero, the private business owner with tips, ideas, and precautions so that you are well planned. You've been listening to the Retirement Matters Show with Buck Blanton on the ExitCoachRadio.com network where we upload new one-minute tips and 20-minute interviews every day from our expert host on a wide variety of topics. And if you're on the go, you can listen from your smartphone. Just type in ExitCoachRadio.com on your mobile browser. Come listen for a minute. For ExitCoachRadio.com, I'm Spike Reel saying so long for now. Discussions in the show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment Advisor Representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated. A registered investment advisor, Cambridge and ECM Group are not affiliated.